Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. and Patrick Coyote. Got a loaded episode for you guys this week. Uh, today, this is going to be a packed show. I am joined, of course, by my wonderful co-host, Broncos legend, cornerback, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, so good to see you, man. How you doing? Doing real good, man. Glad to be back on. And uh, I'm hearing great reviews from the show. So yeah. I'm excited to keep it going, man. <laughs> just We're just building. We're just building. We're laying, yes, we're laying the bricks. You know, when, when the season starts, it's going to be absolutely insane. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it, it, I can't wait to break down some of these games. I don't know if you've watched yeah. the uh, Netflix show Quarterbacks, um, but it's I'm only like two episodes in so far, but this show is crazy. And they're going to give us another season of it. Right now, it's Mahomes. I think Mahomes, Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Next season, mm. I kind of want to see Russell Wilson in there because this is that like comeback year for him so right get that that'd be uh that'd be a lot of fun to see but this show jam-packed we've got a lot to talk about our first little uh our first topic here mike cliss uh broncos reporter had some very interesting tidbits to say about some of the broncos rookies i'm just going to run down them really quick and then we'll talk about it first off drew sanders your guy that you've been talking about these last yeah. few shows Cliss said he's expected to have a bigger role than just special teams and could even start a couple games late in the season at linebacker. Marvin Mims will have to be quote unquote patient with his reps as right. there's a lot of veteran wide receivers in that room. Safety JL Skinner from Boise state should be ready to go for camp. This is a great sign because he's recovering from that pec injury uh, and likely to avoid the pup list. So we definitely want to see him on the field for training mm -hmm. camp. And the last thing here, Riley Moss should be the top backup for outside cornerback and nickel. Chris, let's start with Drew Sanders. This is the guy, like I said, you've talked about him the last yeah. couple shows and you honestly kind of called it. Cliss said that he yeah. could start a couple games at the end of the season. What do you think about that? Oh, he's definitely going to play. I definitely see him having a, a big impact this year. Uh, we got two great, uh, two solid linebackers right now with great experience. But, you know, with uh, the way the league is going, you got to find a way to put your athletic guys on there. And and to me, I think he's probably our most athletic uh, backer when you really when you really look at it, uh, his measurables and his talent that he has. So um, we got to find a way. As long as he has a good training camp and, you know, he's he can uh, – um, he can um, handle a role, you know, and handle a package and he's ready and, you know, he's not having MEs and things like that, then I expect him to definitely make an impact for us. Yeah, it, it would be very interesting to see him. And, you know, I, I kind of think about how he would pair up with a guy like Josie Jewell or even Alex Singleton, who yeah. is really much like a C-ball, get-ball linebacker. I feel like all three of those guys are yeah. very uh, – they use their athleticism, their varying – levels of athleticism in different ways, but they're mm -hmm. all very similar in, in play style. Uh, Sanders is just, I mean, a lot more explosive, crazy, exactly. crazy athleticism. Yeah. So that's definitely something that we want to keep our eyes on. 
The next thing, Marvin Mims being patient with these veteran receivers. This is a packed vet room, Chris. Uh, yeah. How do you think that, you know, Marvin Mims can, can get the most out of his first training camp? Yeah. Man, just try to come in, follow the vets lead. And, you know, Cortland, he's been doing it for a while uh, now. And Tim has great um, experience. And even Judy now, you know, I think this is Judy third year. Yeah. Uh, he kind of understands fourth, what he has to do in the league. So, year, yeah. Uh, uh, fourth year. Yeah. So, you know, he's a vet now. You know, he's yeah. coming to his vet and coming to his own. And um, this is when you – if I'm him, I'm just trying to come in and learn the offense as fast as I can, learn how to – the nuances in the league, how to get open, things like that. Because we expect really his role to be big next year, you yeah. know, because we don't – we probably won't have a, a KJ yeah. or you never know might, what will happen with Cortland and Tim and those those guys because yeah. okay. we're going to have to pay Judy soon. Yeah. Right? So uh, uh, we expect him to – for me, my, my goal for him to, is to grow a lot as a player and understand the NFL, understand what it takes, and try to go fight to go win that punt return – or yeah. kick return specialist. and uh, But he's going to play. You know, in the league, you play at least four to five receivers. You know, guys are going to play. So try to come in and make plays when he can. Yeah, they, I mean, it's it's definitely a stacked room. We we talked on a previous episode about, you know, Sean Payton's historical uh, trends of keeping mm -hmm. wide receivers. And normally, you know, when he keeps four tight ends, he'll keep seven wide receivers. So I think we'll mm -hmm. probably be either six or seven. Um, and I mean, Mims is pretty much locked in, so it's going to be down to guys like yeah. KJ and Montrell, even Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson. But you know, LJ Humphrey is still there. Marquez Callaway, who's ever the best special team? Yeah, because Callaway's there too. Yeah. So you would have who would be your four? Your I four? Mean, you got Tim, Tim Cortland, Judy, Judy. Uh, um, I mean, you have to assume Callaway is going to be in. Callaway is going to be there. Mims. That's four. You know, and five, and then it's down to then six players. Going to be it's going to have to be a great special teams yeah. player. So Hinton, Virgil has speed. I feel like Hinton kind of brings you a, a little blend of both. Like he's a very good special teamer, but he can also mm -hmm. fill in in those crucial situations as a like a right. slot receiver. L.J. Humphrey as well. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to be weird to see if they use L.J. more as the tight end because I know they like to use him in yeah. blocking situations, but he is a special teams ace. So you have to keep right. him there. So we're we're thinking six or seven receivers are going to be on. The it's going to be tight. It's going to yeah. be if Mims comes out and has a great training camp. It's going to be it's going to be tight for KJ. We just yeah. just uh, just as we're going through the receivers and and the numbers wise because it, it is a numbers yeah. uh, a game when you get to the fifty three man roster, yeah. right? Yeah. But with now, what they can keep the you know practice squad guys, add more guys, right? add more people on the team uh i think kj you'll find a way to be able to keep all these guys yeah together. you you got to keep you got to find a way yeah. to keep your best athletes and if kj is healthy and he comes out yeah. and balls out in camp that that's only good things for yeah. the broncos it's only good things for mims too because yeah. that's a guy that he yeah. can kind of learn from um next thing you know jl skinner we've we talked a little bit about him um but i feel like that's yeah. a, one of the rookies that hasn't really been talked about that much uh it, you know yeah. going through broncos twitter like there's a lot of talk about Sanders and and Riley Moss as the defensive guys, but JL Skinner is a mm -hmm. guy that we really can't count out. Um, yeah, he should be ready for camp, according to Cliss. Uh, what do you think? What do you think kind of role he's going to have to carve out in this Vance yeah. Joseph defense and special teams? Yeah, 
Oh man, he needs to kind of play like a a brooding role. And you know, he's very tall, he's long, kind of like Justin, but I think he's a little bit thicker, you yeah, know, and just from watching this watching his highlights, you know, this kid can play. He's a perfect dime backer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's a uh, third down, you know, it's going to be, you know, you got Sanders and him mm-hmm. in the future playing your dime, you know, your nickel. Filthy. So that's what that's that's the kind, that's the package I see him playing. Right, uh, you. I love Caden Stearns, but Caden Stearns is more of a uh, cover and deep and, and fielder guy, you know. But this guy is going to be able to play the run, mm-hmm. be able to uh, guard some tight ends. So I see. I, I I hope that he's ready to go in training camp because he's kind of the guy that I think out of the pack that could be the best out of out of the whole group. Yeah, he he is a bully uh, when it comes to yeah. rerouting, and and that's something as you know an nfl safety if if you're going to be playing that kind of like hybrid role where you're going to be put in man situations in the slot or you're going to be matched up against the yeah. tight end you have to be uber physical uh and, and he's got the size he's got the length you know i, I think of tj yeah. ward and and how he was even at you know 510 final 511 he was still a very physical yeah. safety and that that was one of the things that made him uh such a key member of of your broncos teams and then the last rookie yeah. here, Riley Moss, expected to be the top backup at outside corner and at nickel, which is an interesting sign because this is a kid who a lot of people had some questions, but he's got the tools, he's got the athleticism. Uh, what what do you yeah. what are you expecting from Riley Moss coming up to training yeah. camp? Well, then they're pretty much saying that Mathis is pretty much locked in. Hey. So if I'm him, I'm happy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much what's telling me. And um, this, they expect this guy to be able to play. He's going to have to be able to play outside and in the inside uh, to be the top backup. Uh, four coin, he's going to end up playing. Yeah. So he's going to have a chance to prove himself. Easy. And uh, the, it's a long season. Uh, really, you need five to six corners, you know, the way that the way that how the year goes, you yeah. know. And uh, so we expect him to play a lot. We need him to go, come out there and show us what he can do. He was very productive in college. Yeah. You know, so you, we expect him. To, he knows how to find the ball. So yeah. hopefully he can be able to translate that in training camp. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see, man. Training camp, you know, is coming up soon. And uh, they have a chance to really show what they can do now. Seven on seven and and OTAs and stuff, that's not really uh, the real deal football, you know, how how it's going to be live, you know, yeah. under the lights when you got to perform. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah, this cornerback room, you know, is is stacked, but it has some questions. You know, it's certainly Pat Sertan yeah. is, is cornerback one, that there's no question there. Yeah. Uh, Damari Mathis had great flashes as a rookie, uh, really underrated um, and a, a quality pick getting him in the fourth round, but uh, Delonte Hood is a guy who can play. Tremont Smith also good special teamer. Mm-hmm. He'll be in that punt return role. He's a good returner. Yeah, he's a good return. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. It's gonna it, be a good competition at returner spot too. It, it honestly is, and, and yeah, even guys like you saying Bassey, uh, Jaquan McMillian, uh, and you know Fayon Hicks had he had some mm-hmm. good traits that I liked when I was watching him come out of Wisconsin, and and the fact that they spent a seventh rounder on him. You know, you, you want to see him come up in, mm-hmm. in special teams a little bit more, but he he's another physical corner. So they've got some guys on this in this cornerback room that I feel are really good. And if Riley Moss is already mm-hmm. slated as that top backup, that's a pretty good sign for him going forward. Yeah. So 
there's our rookie tidbits. Um, some other quick Broncos news that we want to touch on. There was a video, Chris, that was released onto Twitter that I just it it left like a salivating feeling in my mouth. Like I I can't wait for football to come back. And it was Russell Wilson at the University of Colorado, uh, uh, in Boulder, throwing with Broncos receivers. And he looked good. He looked really, really good. The footwork looked clean. He looked slimmer. He looked a little more twitchy, which is great to see. The the ball was traveling so well, which in in Colorado, you know, you kind of expect it to. Mm -hmm. But, man, he's flicking that wrist. Is this a good sign for Russell Wilson going into this season, going into training camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. He definitely looks slimmer um he's he's looking like he's working on moving and throwing running more that's one thing i was like a big knock for me from when i seen him. he wanted to be so much in the pocket i'm like you got to get be creative be you got to be yourself yeah you know that's what made you who you are is being able to be that dual threat mm-hmm. and now we see what hurts it's like now that dual threat is coming back yeah right yeah. you got to be at mahomes runs yeah right like Russell, you wasn't running at all, really. So right that's what we need. Life. We need you to be able to scramble. You know, we need you to make plays with your legs yeah. again. Be creative outside of the pocket, uh, and that's what I seen him practicing. So hopefully, he gets back to doing that. And we—that's one thing when we used to play against Russell. We used to know, like fourth quarter, man, we got to stop Russell because he's going to run. He's going to—he's yeah. um, going to try to extend plays, and that's when he his legs come alive. And he yeah. does a lot of read option keepers. So um, that's things that I didn't see him do as much last year. Hopefully he gets back to that. Yeah, something definitely to keep uh, keep an eye out too. You know, I, I don't know if you saw, but the NFL kind of secretly changed one of the rules as far as uh, handoffs in front of the quarterback. It essentially eliminates mm. the read option play. So they can't hand the, they, they can't hand the ball off to a running back or a, or a receiver that is in front of them. They has to be to the side mm. or behind them and thinking about Russ and what that kind of does to your offense, it, it kind of, it's going to force them to go into more uh, offset packages and pistol packages. And I, I'm interested to see how that works with Russ's skill set. but I feel like if anybody can be uh, offensively innovative, it's definitely Sean Payton. And we do want to see Russ run a little bit more. He's looking healthier. That lat injury that was bugging him last year, is definitely not bugging mm-hmm. him now. The hamstring looks good, so we're going to keep an eye on that. And then the last thing here, the Broncos did announce that they will hold joint practices with the Los Angeles Rams on August 23rd and 24th. Chris, this is like a multi-layered uh, thing here mm-hmm. because one of the teams that Sean Payton was rumored to go to was the LA Rams. Now they're going to have joint practices. Uh, can you tell us real quick, what like have you had any joint practices and and what's kind of the energy yeah. with those joint practices yeah man i think we used to do them with the 49ers mm-hmm. a lot so that was always good we used to lo- actually love doing it with the 49ers cuz our coaches practices would be way longer <laughs> training camp practices compared to Kyle Shanahan so yeah. Kyle Shanahan used to get us in and out of practice man we used <laughs> to love it so shout out to Kyle man uh uh, another team we used to do actually with the Chargers, we even went against uh, the 49ers. Wow. So uh, um, that's been pretty much the only team I think I've practiced against. 
But um, uh, the I think it's good work, man. You definitely get to try new things. You get to kind of do things that you might not do in a game and see if it works in practice, you know. Yeah. And it's a it's 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 a, I, I liked it always. You know, there's there's always the fights and things like that. I never got into it. I was always, you know, cool with a lot of players yeah. in the league. So, but you do see that happening, man. And all the time, um, it, it happens every time. So it, it's kind of good. You got to find these coaches. You got to kind of set the set the rules before the for the uh, scrimmages and things happen and try to eliminate. It. It's gonna happen though. Eventually, yeah. it's gonna, especially when you got these O line and D line. These guys are, yeah. You know, it's hard it, to stop these. Guys. Yeah, man. Those. <laughs> those camp battles dude, with the joint practice it's like what you, it's hot y'all are tired it's like the end of camp like what what do you expect right. is gonna happen like they, those guys are gonna go at it um you know real quick while while we're on the topic of you know the the netflix show and then talking about russ mm-hmm. uh hard knocks was announced uh, a couple weeks ago and the new york jets are gonna be on it uh they've kind of uh mm-hmm. said that they're gonna pull back from the traditional hard knocks format where, you know, they show guys getting cut and stuff like that. You know, was there any part of you that kind of wanted to see the Broncos on hard knocks this year with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think that would have been good TV, but you know, everybody's going to go Aaron Rodgers, man. He's still, he's one of the still the golden boys and New York. They got a lot of hype, you know, with Sauce Gardner, you know, he's a, he's a character. Yeah. Um, you know, their D line, they got a lot of characters on there. So it's just a full team of characters. So that that guy, you know, that played solid last year. Mm-hmm. They're up and coming team. You know, New York hasn't been winning in a while. So yeah. uh it's gonna be I think that's why they chose them, you know. Denver, we just got Russell and Sean Payton something new. Yeah. You know, it's not really um when you play in Denver, it's not we're not gonna always be highlighted. And yeah. uh it's kinda it's kinda like being a we're a big market, but they they treat us like a small market. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that's just how it is in Denver. Yeah, I mean, I, the Peyton years were definitely like the peak of, you know. Yeah, that would have been a perfect hard knocks time yeah, right there. Man, we had ton, the no flies on, yeah. and then you got the offense. We had tons of characters on both sides, so it would have been. A hit. I you feel know. like you, you know, the no fly zone, and then like the Vaughn on Hard Knocks would have been like beware you know just touch it. we had we had all content. the characters easy content yeah. so much content i you know it, and i really hope that with the as they continue to do the quarterbacks show it, it if you haven't watched it go watch it it's a fantastic insight to all their daily lives and and how they do camp i would have loved to see that for like Peyton yeah. during those years, because that guy, like just coming in as like a vet and an established MVP in the league, like seeing him come into a completely different environment and just turn the whole thing around. I don't think Peyton would have let that, I don't think, I don't he, think would've he would have allowed it happen. And now yeah. look at him, he's the one that's making the show. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to our next topic here, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. As we're going into training camp, I think it's really important that we look mm-hmm. over. Uh, you know, offensive groups, defensive groups, special teams groups. Um, And I I wanted to start with the offense because this is the focal point of this season. Sean Payton comes in, he's the offensive mind. I want to rank the offensive groups and I want to get your ranking of these offensive groups. So we'll have the O-line, we'll have the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends, and the quarterback room. 
we can loop in fullbacks with the running backs because you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. fullbacks don't get the love and the glory that they should, right. but we'll just loop them they in. They don't give running backs love either. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. And that's a very sensitive topic right now. Uh, so, Chris, I, I want to get your rankings. Let's start from let's start mm-hmm. from the bottom up. So five going to one. What do you got? Okay, five. Of course, we got to go with the tight ends because okay. we still don't – we really don't even know who solidified us, themselves as the number one tight end. Yeah. Right. So I would say the tight ends would be our weakest position. Um, the next position I would go would have to be running back mm-hmm. because we still are kind of question mark there, yeah. right? We don't know what – we really don't really know what we have yeah. yet Especially in a full season back. capacity, Yeah. right? So let's go with running back as number four. Um, the number three, I would have to go with – I'm gonna go with the quarterback. Okay. I'm gonna go with Russell. Okay. I'm gonna put Russell at three, just off last year's performance. Yeah. We need him to be at number one. Yeah. Definitely. Right. But um, I'm gonna put him at three. Yeah. Um, number four or number uh, two, I'm gonna go with the receiver position. Okay. Right. Okay. I think with the upgrades at number one, I'm gonna have the O line. I think with the upgrades that we've made in the free agencies, the free agents that we we're able to bring in, um, keeping bowls. Um, I think O-line, I think that's our best um, spot right now on offense. Okay, I dig it. Going into the season. I dig it. So, for me, my rankings were a little little different. Um, I had running back at five. I feel like Uh with Javante coming back, if he was, like, guaranteed 100% healthy right now, right this second, and you could guarantee me that he's going to start week one, I would probably rank them higher, but right now it's P Ryan and then the rest of the group. And it's like, I yeah. just can't feel confident about it right now. Um, at four, I have tight ends kind of that same deal is Dulcich yeah. going to be, you know, how involved is he going to be? I'm sure he's going to be involved, but like, yeah. I got to see it first. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you bring in Troutman, you traded for Troutman on draft day. That doesn't show me a lot of confidence in that group. Um, so I'm going to go right. with tight end at four. I had O-line at three. And mm-hmm. the reason I did was because I feel like the center position still isn't solidified. I feel like left tackle, like, yeah, we're getting bowls back, but he's coming off in an injury. So it's like, is he going to mm-hmm. be back into full form? And his elbow is completely gone. Um, you know, it, it, he's he's dealing with a lot. So, uh, and I, and I still want to see how McGlinky is going to be on the right side. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. he was up and down in San Francisco. So I, I want to see that group perform before I can give him a better ranking. Um, at two, I had quarterback because mm-hmm. yes, like last year's Russ was not great, but I feel like this group now, like bringing in Stidham as a backup option is fantastic. I think right. it's an upgrade at the backup option. Um, so, which gives me a little more confidence. And then at one, I had wide receiver because it's just the deepest, it's the deepest room. Um, yeah. if you were asking me before free agency, I would probably say wide receiver was one of our weaker positions. Um, but I feel like these last couple of years with all the, the injuries that have happened to the position and just the, the lack of depth. Now we finally have more than enough depth. So I think mm-hmm. wide receiver is my top. But if you're listening to this, 
let us know what your rankings are for the offensive groups. Um, we'll be posting right. our rankings on Twitter to come. So, Chris, that brings us to my favorite segment of this show, the No Fly Zone. I feel like we need like a musical intro for this part. Yeah, we do. Something <laughs> like a, a tidbit of you, like from a mic'd up or something. Um, so, for this one, I'm a big fan of shoes. I love shoes. Uh, and yeah. I especially love cleats, man. I feel like there's a lot of great football cleats out there. I want to know what, what are your favorite cleats that you played in? Right, man. My favorite cleats was the, the most comfortable cleats was like the Nike. They were called the Nike, um, alpha vapors. Mm -hmm. I can't, they probably came out. Yeah. This was before the Super Bowl. It was probably like 2013, 2014. Yep. But uh, those were like the most comfortable cleats, and they just stopped making them. Yeah, man, yeah. or they made them like a totally different style. But I've been with Nike since um, since I got in the league, so yeah. you know I always had to wear Nike. I always had my um, own shoes. I got to design my own cleats oh, every year yeah. and make my own style. I had uh, you know I always had strap no flies on on my own yeah. cleats and all those. So that's awesome. Uh, every year I would do that every year. So. I always had different cleats than everybody, so you know I always uh, made sure the swag was right. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I mean, cle cleats are a big part of the game. Cleats and gloves, everything was different. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I I remember uh, we were like, we got the vapor. I think it, it was just the vapors. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in high school, and and they gave us the vapor gloves as well. It was like when they first came out, and it was insane. But uh, definitely some of my favorites for sure. Uh, yeah. And then this next one, Chris, this is an interesting one because the Broncos have had a lot of great defensive players, especially during your time. Mm -hmm. You played with Vaughn, you played with D. Ware, you played with Akib, you played with a bunch of really great defensive players. I want to know one of these defensive greats from the Broncos that you could have played with Steve Atwater, the Hall of Famer, Tom Jackson. Or Carl Mecklenburg. Man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with Steve. I'm gonna have to go with Steve Atwater. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we didn't get a lot of. We didn't have like. Well, my first year with Doc, but Doc was hurt in and out. Yeah. And you know, to be able to have a guy like Steve Atwater behind me, you know, I would yeah. never be in fear. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of how it was when we got D. Stu and uh, TJ. You know, but. Yeah. You don't have a guy like Steve, and I was around him more, you know. I got to see Carl me around him more. Yeah. Of course, you watch Tom on TV, but uh, Steve was a guy that was always around the facility, always around the guys, and and he's, uh, you know, within the Broncos organization. So yeah. uh, I would love to be able to play with him. We we kind of have almost the same personality, so yeah. <laughs> we would gel perfect back there in the secondary. Yeah, Steve is uh, – Steve – a great dude. He, he's super funny. He's super yeah. nice. The, the silent assassin, man. Cause yeah. I, I meeting him in person was like, it, he's just so nice and so kind. And like, you wouldn't think that this yeah. is a guy who can hit with the, the strength. Yeah, of like killing grown man. <laughs> like, yeah, he's insane. Right. Uh, last thing here. Was there any player at Kansas that you played with that didn't make the NFL that you felt should have? Oh, man, I'm going to go with my quarterback, man, Todd Reese. Hey. 
They go look at his numbers, man. He was averaging 3,000, 4,000 yards, you know. Yeah. Tons of TDs every year. But he was like the first. He was like 5'9", you know. So they weren't going to give him a lot of respect, you know. 5'9", yeah. quarterback. But you had great – he was dominating, you know, in the Big 12. So always putting up numbers. So yeah. I'm going to have to go with Todd Reese. That's, that's a good choice. Hey, hey. It's tough for the short kings to, you know, get that quarterback love. There's only man. They, if y'all don't know him, go check his highlights on YouTube. Well, hey, he was, po- he was big time. We'll, we'll get the highlights up. We'll get the highlights up on Twitter. Yeah. But uh, man, Chris, great show. I felt like we we flew through that. We went over a lot of stuff. Um, you you got yeah. your your football camp is coming up. It is it coming up this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Yeah, Friday, and then uh, man, it's already packed out. So. Um, thankful for everybody signing up. Um, it's going to be July 21st, Friday. We kind of do it like Friday night lights yeah. and have fireworks and things like that. Food trucks. Uh, make it like a, it's a whole family event. And um, so it's going to be fun. I'm excited to always go back home and uh, do this uh, for the youth out there. That's going to be awesome, man. I can't, I can't yeah. wait to see the highlights from it. And Broncos fans, please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast Make sure that you're following us on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us on. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr., at Patrick Coyote, and at Believe Network. We will be back later this week with some mailbag questions. And as we start to get close to training camp, we're going to give some offensive, defensive, special teams predictions for camp battles, final 53-man roster. We got a lot of stuff coming up, man. It's going to be a good, good summer, good training camp. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. and Patrick Coyote, Broncos country. Until next time, let's ride. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.